Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. Today we're going to talk about movies. Let's feed your brains. Yellow, I'm Ange. Green, I'm Claude. See what see what we did there? Wow. <laughs> it's another episode. Another week. Another topic. Ooh, exciting. More questions. Yeah. So uh, I have a question for you, Claude. I probably have an answer. I've heard that all movies are pretty much the same. And I'm devastated. You should be because it's, it's, it's horrible. It's that, sad. Yeah. We should hold a funeral <laughs> for all the movies. Let's not do that. <laughs> That's a lot of funerals. Um, yes. So uh, today's topic is going to be about movies and how they might possibly all be the same yeah what so how are they all the same well you listener at home in car at work may also be asking yourself the same question that Andrew's asking me yeah um well all movies are very unique as we all know with their different characters themes plots um, but I will specifically be talking about the structures of the movies that makes them so uh, similar to each other. And I remember in high school, if I took one thing out of, of my video class, other than audio is you key. You mean one thing out of your entire high school diploma? Uh, yeah, that there are no new ideas. Oh, Yeah, my video like production told me, teacher told me that. I guess, yeah, there's always, it's like, oh new Mulan it's not even that it's it's just ideas like there are going to be very similar ideas of the new ideas just in, like in a different twist yeah oh. kind of that's a different topic okay we're talking about structure the specific structure I'm going to be talking about is the hero's journey what what's the hero's journey what's the hero's journey well it is the typical adventure of the archetype known as the hero or the protagonist and it is the person who goes out and achieves great deeds on behalf of a group, tribe, or civilization. So it's just the adventure that they go through, mm. pretty much. Uh, the structure was developed by Joseph Campbell, who is known or who was an American professor of literature. So he he kind of knows what he's talking about. Was it like Campbell, like the soup? Yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, the first version of the hero's journey structure was in 1949. And his specific structure included three acts, um, similar to beginning, middle, and end, and then 17 stages within those acts. So is it kind of like three like phases, like like phase one, like coronavirus relevant, like phase one, phase two, phase well, three? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it was like sub acts, like oh, smaller okay. things like, that they would do within those main, got main it. acts. Um, so following the years after Joseph Campbell... There were several other people who made uh, versions of this structure, but the one that is most popularized and the one that I'll be following, um, which other writers also follow, is the one by Christopher Vogler. Vogler? Vogler. German. I, d I don't know about that. I'm pretty That's sure it is. not a fact. Google it. Uh, throughout the years, he improved his original structure, which was in 1998, I think, 92, maybe. Um, but the version I'll be talking about is his 2007 version. This structure also has three acts, but instead of 17 stages, there are actually 12. 
Um, so he like weaved out the ones that weren't necessary, like weren't necessary. Did you say he weaved out the ones? Yeah. Weaved? Yeah, he like weaved them out. Do I, I think you mean weed, like W E E D, like you weed out things. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He weaved them out okay. like a basket. You weave. <laughs> yeah, weaving. You add stuff. Listen, I used to spell gnarly as like N A R. Yeah. Okay. Until we'll someone finally told me. Ignore that. Um, quick fact: Christopher developed his structure while he was working at Disney. So that's fun. Ooh, Disney. Yeah. So, what are the stages in the hero's journey that you were talking about earlier? Well, um, let me tell you. So most of the stages are self-explanatory, so I'm not really going to go over what each of them mean, because okay. that would be redundant, as someone put. Uh, in the first act, it is called Departure, which consists of five stages, and that includes Ordinary World, Call to Adventure, Refusal to Call, Meeting the Mentor, and Crossing the First Threshold. Uh, the second act is called Initiation, which consists of another four stages, which is Test, Allies, and Enemies, Approach to the Inmost Cave, the Ordeal, and the Reward. And then the final and last act is called Return, and it consists of three stages, which is the Road Back, the Resurrection, and the Return with the Elixir. So the point of each stage from beginning to end is basically for the hero to transform into a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, they're like sad Ange. And they, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I be the main character? Yeah, you can be the main character. Okay. So you're sad and then you're, you don't know what to do with your life. And then you go through all these stages and all these acts. Do I have a mentor? You have a mentor. There could be Do some allies friends? in there. Oh. Yeah, we got allies. <laughs> I have friends. Put it down. It's been said. I have friends. Ange has two friends. I have more than two friends. Okay, so getting into some examples, um, the best one that hits almost all of the stages or points in the hero's journey is actually Star Wars. Oh, funny. When yeah. was Star Wars first put out? 1990. Nope. I think it I was not in 2000. No, I was thinking earlier, like the 80s, I thought. I'll oh, Google it. Google you keep it. going. Do the Google. So, interestingly enough, the reason why the hero's journey uh, became popular by Joseph Campbell was because uh, George Lucas admitted to using it in the Star Wars saga. Like, it had influence by the hero's journey. Oh. That's why it became popular in Hollywood. And since Star Wars is the best example of the hero's journey, I will go over the first act of the structure because, you know, I don't want to spoil too much. Even though it came out in 1977. That was the 77? first movie. 77? Yeah. That's first crazy. Movie came out in 77. That's pretty impressive. Uh, that's pretty impressive for the graphics or like the CGI that they used. That's true. That's which true. we're going to be talking about CGI later. Ooh. So how did Luke start his hero's journey? Where was he at? Um, so Ordinary World, he was a farm boy. A little, little farm boy. And then his call to adventure is when R2-D2 shows a message from Princess Leia to Ben Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. And Luke basically, basically asking for help. Which so she's like literally calling them to adventure. Literally. 
Wow. Literally the calling only, them to adventure. The only context in which you can use literally. Yes. Uh, next is the refusal to call. So when he declines because he's like, I can't leave my aunt and uncle behind. Sorry. Oops. And then crossing the first threshold is when Luke goes back to the farm because he tries to warn his aunt and uncle that stormtroopers might be following them because of R2-D2. Watch the movie. Um, and when he gets home, he discovers that it's too late. What do you mean it's too late? Well, I'm not going to say that, but it's too late. And then he just decides to go on an adventure with Obi, one Kenobi. Yikes. So, if you didn't notice, if you mm. don't have a giant brain and you don't remember every single piece of detail that is given to you, you might not have noticed that the meeting, the mentor, isn't actually included in that first act. Oh, I guess Obi-Wan isn't his mentor. Um, Yoda would be his mentor. Right? Sorry. Spoilers. Oh, oh was goodness. I not supposed to no. spoil? Uh, no. Sorry. I don't think that's a spoiler, though. Anyways, the point is that uh, the structure, just because it doesn't include it at the beginning or in order, doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Right. Like, it will either be somewhere throughout the movie. It just probably worked better later on yeah. than in the stage that to, to Vogler the story. Yeah, put better. it in. Oh, cool. Yeah, and even though uh, that part is missing, like, the story still goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the end of the world when that doesn't happen. That's okay. Yeah. So does this structure work for other kinds of movies, like, not, like, other than adventure like movies? Adventure? Um, yes. Yes, it does. So how does it do that? So it works in romance, comedies, horror movies, but these each have their own almost spin on the structure so i'll just go over romance movies just the first couple stages um so instead of calling it call to adventure it's known as the meetup so you know the couple like meet each other which i just want to point out i feel like this is really noticeable in christmas movies so if you're (gasps) watching a christmas movie the w channel like the cheesiest christmas movie you can think of okay so keep that in mind that are only on tv that are very rarely, like, in movie theaters. Well, made for TV movies. And I was reading this when I was doing research. And I'm like, yes, this, this is, is right. This is correct. So the refusal to call is known as the rejection of the relationship. So it's oh. like, oh, my God, I can't be with you. Like, you suck. Not even that. It's like, my parents won't let me. Oh. <laughs> like, something like that. Um, and then another example is crossing the first threshold. So when they give the relationship a chance. When they're like, oh. I mean, I guess. Like, and then, true level work. Yeah. But then they go through a bunch of, like, different tests and obstacles. Oh, obstacles, yeah. Yeah. Like, their parents won't let them be together. Yeah, or, like, the gingerbread house competition failed. It's like, you ruined everything. Okay, so there are, you can, there's different varieties, or versions for horror movies and comedies as well. So it's not just for adventure. Right. So why does this kind of structure work for pretty much any genre? So, uh, Patrick... Moreau, who is a director, producer, and cinematographer, so again, he is also someone who knows what he's talking about, once said that the hero's journey taps into human desire to become a better version of ourselves. It gives us a real sense that meaningful transition is possible. It shows us that we can become stronger, overcome our inner and outer obstacles, and win the day. Like, win it. Like, you wake up and you just, like, win it. I am winner. I win. I am winner. <laughs> so basically, it's saying, like, it's relatable. 
it's relatable to humans because they're like wow i can do this because you see yourself like in the movie like in the movie yeah because i'm the main character yeah so you well you're all side characters (laughs) in my movie everyone's the main character in their own oh yikes is that that's a thing that's a saying that was definitely a tumblr post back in 2008 um yeah so like in a horror movie i don't want to be the i don't want to be the main character in a horror movie well main characters usually live though that's true. So you don't want to be a side okay, character I, in a I'll horror movie. Take it back. I'm the main character again. But if you can outrun a ghost or like tame a monster, you're you're a winner. Well, I just have to outrun the slowest person. Okay, so uh, you can outrun me, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that said, if you are an aspiring movie writer person, uh, you should not feel the need to follow the hero's journey structure stage by stage (gasps) really scandalous so the reason i say this is because the hero's journey wasn't made to portray the structure of a perfect movie but it was actually developed by joseph campbell by making notes of the similarities in stories that have already been told oh so So, he was just making like connections between things that we've already like known yeah so in myths in religious rituals and verbal storytelling he kind of just made notes and was like oh this is this happened in this one this is how the structure yeah which is interesting how all of them were kind of similar in one way even though they were from different places different origins around the world it's like we all have one brain and we just take turns using it yes I don't get a very long time when, <laughs> when I get time with the brain. So he didn't actually intend on people to follow the structure, but rather was making an observation of the similarities of how humans uh, tell stories. It is said that when the hero's journey uh, stage by stage is followed by writers, it is more likely to be less successful because the writers don't actually have a reasoning as to why a character does a certain thing other than just because they're following what the structure says so i feel like that like you end up with a very two-dimensional character yeah like it's very dry and they and it's they just, just did this because it follows the structure <laughs> yeah not like there's not much backstory to the character right right because they don't they don't they need don't, the backstory because yeah. it's the hero yeah. oh okay yeah so, an example of this, of a very unsuccessful movie, which I don't really agree with. Really? But we'll talk about it anyways, um, is The Green Lantern. And with, you've heard about this, haven't you? I have, with our boy uh, Ryan Reynolds. Mr. Ryan Reynolds. What a, what a, it's Ryan Reynolds, right? Not Ryan Gosling? No, it's Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Because he makes fun of uh, the Green Lantern movie in Deadpool, I'm pretty oh. sure. Oh, I thought it was okay, but then again, like, sometimes I'm not good at making my own opinions, and I just think everything is good. Yeah, I'm like, this This movie probably could have been worse, so it's True. it's okay. True. I think that's my automatic movie review is. Do you know why people think the Green Lantern is, like, really bad? Like, I don't. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I do. <laughs> um, so this is it's a pretty bad movie. It's known as one of the worst of the decade. Ooh. By like movie seers, movie goers, movie goers, movie goers. But they see the movies too, movie seers. Yeah, but a seer in like mythology is someone who sees visions and like prophecies. Okay, well I didn't know that. Well now you know. Okay, well I took it to Reddit because good old Reddit. I think that's that's the 
what reliable did you read source. on Reddit? Um, basically, the reasons why people didn't like the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most popular comments were that the plot was not good. <laughs> So the plot just didn't work. Well, that is the, not not a, a big good plot. problem. Uh, the CGI for the suit wasn't good. Oh, okay. Which I don't. I thought it was fine, from what I recollect. Yeah, what I remember, it was fine. We it should was fine. rewatch it. Was a green it. suit, you know. I also get that movie mixed up with the Green Hornet or the Hornet, the Green Hornet, the one where he's like the anti-hero kind of, not really. Oh. Oh yes, I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Okay. But it's not that they're two completely different things. Right. Um, another thing was that the story came off as shallow. Like the character or, or just the story just in all general? all of it. Just everyone yeah. was just Another one a- was that they stuffed, like, too many stories almost into one movie. Oh. And that it should have been spread across. Should have been spread across. Like multiple, multiple movies? Yeah, like sequels, prequels. Because oh. they only made one. They only made one. Which, is it part of, is Green Lantern part of DC? DC. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's why. Almost positive. Well, that's why. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and then that the character development wasn't wasn't good wasn't enough. Wasn't there. Yeah. Well, Angel, let's talk about your favorite movie. Um, just like any movie in general. Yeah, sure. I really like my favorite non-Studio Ghibli movie, which Studio Ghibli is a great studio. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Studio but- Ghibli is a great studio. Shout out. That's it. We're sponsored. Just kidding. Um, my favorite non-Studio Ghibli movie is probably Forrest Gump. That's a good one. I really like Forrest Gump. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, do you remember it mo- mo- much? Um, I haven't watched it in a while. I haven't watched it in a while either. But it's good. I feel like it might, it probably follows the hero's journey. Maybe not because it's kind of a weird Yeah, it's kind of like all over the place. It is, yeah. It like shows different stories of his life right kind of almost yeah like different phases of his yeah, life. yeah do you want me to pick a different movie um no i just want to talk about you with movies oh, i like that one my favorite studio ghibli movie is nausicaa of the valley of the wind okay now i'm gonna say a really 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 unpopular opinion and i want you all all the listeners <laughs> all to give your opinion please go to the instagram comment drop a comment on the post, post and tell us why you disagree with us okay uh, growing up, Studio Ghibli movies, they're Japanese movies, if you haven't heard of them before. Our family has always watched them with English oh. dubs. And I, yeah. all my friends are like, you're dumb. Why would you watch some English dubbed? And I get, Instead of I get hated on that. I, got some, I get some bad hate. Instead eat. of watching them with subtitles yeah. in Japanese. I feel like this, that's not a very unpopular opinion because not a lot of people watch Studio Ghibli. No, I think Studio Ghibli is fairly popular. Only two of my friends knew what Studio Ghibli was. Yeah, but like... Shout out Tass and Alexis. Hey! Um, no, but I agree. With you. But in general, do people watch it? Do people watch movies with subtitles? I, personally, uh, Studio Ghibli will always be an English dub yeah. experience for me because... Um, I, I just grew up with the voices, so yeah. it would be weird to me. Like, I watched Spirited Away, I think, with a friend, and it was uh, subtitles, and it was horrible. I was like, this voice doesn't match Your this. image of the character. Yeah, and it, it was so bad. Oh, um, um, but other, like, TV shows and movies, I always have subtitles on. When when I watch Netflix, yeah. yeah. Especially, most of the time, it's because I watch it. I watch it. I watch, Don't the, watch the shows. I watch it when I brush my teeth with my electric toothbrush. Oh, you can't hear so it. So it's too loud. So yeah. I just read the subtitles while I brush my teeth. Yeah. 
I don't want to be that person, but specifically for Studio Ghibli, it's just distracting. Distracting. It can be distracting. Sometimes I find I'm reading the subtitles instead of watching the characters like mouth move. Yeah. What's the point of watching the the movie? Um, Also, we just grew up as kids. Like, as a kid, I'm not going to read the screen. Yeah, that's true. Not too much effort. So, You're that's right. all I'm saying. You're right. I agree with you, Claude. Subtitles for the win. With all that being said, all your fun movie talks, uh, next time you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. pay attention to the plot. Maybe maybe take down notes of what the the hero's journey is. Or just search it up. You yeah, probably ne- just search it up. Next time I watch a movie, I go to the movie theater, I'm going to pull out my uh, pull out notebook, your little notebook or my pen. I'm going to have that annoying scratching sound of oh, a yeah. pencil. Yeah, everyone will love it. And see if the characters go through the stages that were mentioned. Okay. See if that movie follows it, even if it's not an adventure. I guarantee you that it will because all movies are the same. So Claudia has a very strong opinion. <laughs> I learned this in, I can't remember if it was mythology right, or script writing. Maybe both? Probably both. Because it's been around for all of eternity. Eternity. Don't know why it was For a long time. Eternity. Long story short, all movies follow the same structure, but they're unique with their characters, themes, and plots. But if you know the structure... You probably know what's going to happen next. You probably will. So you can spoil it for your friends, even though you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't spoil it. It's horrible. Okay. Do you have a titillating tidbit? Titillating tidbit. Titillating tidbit. Did you know... I'm going to I'm gonna uh, clip that, and then each time before someone, sa- someone says gonna, a titillating tidbit... We can just sing gonna, it each yeah. time. Um, I was told that you didn't do a titillating tidbit last week. Well, because my whole episode was like a titillating tidbit. Like, I had fun facts. I'm just saying, people expect titillating tidbits. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry to my fans. <laughs> so, did you know that the best movie of all time, according to critics and reviews, mm-hmm. this I found on, like, a site, so I don't know if it's facts, but they compiled, like, a bunch of critics and reviews, um, and it was Citizen Kane. I have never heard of that movie, <laughs> Released nor seen in it. 1941. Do you know the plot of it? No idea. Cool. Absolutely none. And I there's going to be a lot of disappointed movie people. From our I seven haven't fans. seen so many movies. It's so horrible. Okay. What was second place? Second place was The Godfather. Oops. No surprise here. Have you seen that one? Released in 1972. I have not seen Me that neither. movie either. Oh my gosh. I have been on a movie grind though. So I've been watching some more. Now's the time. Now's the time to watch The Godfather. Sounds good. But yeah, that's fun. Okay. Good episode, Claude. Thank you. Well, that's all for me, Cool Beans. Tune in next week when we talk about how every movie ever made is different. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> nice. That'd be funny, though. That is funny. What are we discussing next week? We are talking about scatterbrains and memory and memory scatterbrains and memory don't google it don't google it don't spoil it for yourself no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers in life yes it'll be an exciting one well thanks for listening glad you could join us for another week if you haven't already make sure you follow us at our instagram at at my sister knows why no spaces no nothing and follow us on all the major podcast platforms we have google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify we're now on stitcher if oh, that's your preferred whoa. cool yeah so uh leave a, a rate a review subscribe hit that bell hit yeah um i just want to quickly add in 
the reason why we ask you to rate is because it gets us more like views. Clout. Uh, <laughs> it just helps us on Apple Podcasts to give more exposure to the podcast. So if you yeah. want to support us, that's how you do so. Tell Thank your you friends. very much. They don't have to listen, but tell them to leave us a review. <laughs> Alrighty, cool beans. If you didn't know, now you know. Nice. Go- goodbye. Goodbye. That's not the melody. <laughs>